0: Hello, hello, and welcome to Bite-Sized. I'm your host, Andalee. Bite-Sized podcast is a nutrition podcast focused on nourishing pregnant moms, postpartum moms, or baby starting solids. If that is something that interests you, be sure to subscribe and catch up on all our previous episodes. Before we get into today's episode, I want to remind you that the best way to support Bite Size Podcast is to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a 5-star review, so that I can keep making free content for you! Last week we covered how to properly hydrate your body in those early stages of postpartum, and this week we're going to discuss how to properly nourish your body during this time as well. Nutrition during these days are exceptionally important, as not only are you recovering from birth, whether cesarean or vaginal, but you might also be breastfeeding working on your supply, and in the strangest routine of your life through all of those night feeds. A nutrient-dense holistic diet will help you recover, rebalance hormones, support milk production, and provide you energy for these days. When we look at traditional cultures and their practices surrounding nourishing new mothers, you'll notice some key consistencies. That is, a lot of the foods offered are warm, soft, and digestible. Some cultures even prohibited cold foods as they are believed to be harder for the body to digest and may slow down circulation, which even included water. While I am not suggesting that because you need to do what works best for you, and I know that personally warm water is not going to work for me. Try to think of your approach to nutrition during this time similar to how you might when you have the flu. If we ever worked one-on-one in any consultation, you would never hear me talk about calories. And while this is sometimes helpful for some people, I think it can be triggering and associated with weight loss diets, and that is not why we are here. Our aim is to ensure that you and your baby are properly nourished, so by focusing on well-balanced meals, nutrient-dense foods, this is far more achievable. Firstly, let's do a little recap of what a balanced meal looks like. This means a carbohydrate source a fat and a protein. Carbohydrates are our body's first source of energy and help build milk supply. For carbohydrates, our ideal form would be unrefined and whole, so ideally think root vegetables. We need fats to help us stabilize blood sugar, balance hormones, and enrich breast milk and keep us fuller for longer. Fats are going to be avocado oil, olive oil, butter, and ghee. Protein helps our bodies repair and rebuild tissue and muscle, as well as keeps us satiated for longer. Protein helps our bodies repair and rebuild tissue and muscle, as well as keeps us satiated for longer. Proteins are obvious for those of us who consume a more traditional diet, so it would include chicken, beef, lamb, etc. Any sort of animal meat. For vegetarians or pescatarians, this includes eggs and fish. If you are vegan, you're going to want to consume a very diet to ensure the amino acids from multiple sources can build full proteins in the body. If this is new to you, be sure to check episode 2 of the podcast where we go into a bit more detail and as a reminder, I do have a free guide on my website. It's all about balancing meals where I share a lot of examples in each category from ideal forms to those that I advise against. I also share more on vegetables, fruit, greens, dairy, and beverages. That is a free to you download and you can get it at the freebies tab at bitesizepodcast.com. Now that we know how to ensure we are consuming a nutrient dense diet during this time and always, my next tip is going to be to really listen to your body and when it's cueing your hunger. This means that rather than counting calories, we can have healthy meals and snacks on hand, hopefully delivered by your wonderful friends and family. It is pretty typical to feel like your appetite has increased or sometimes even feel insatiable during this time, as your body is working very hard. I would encourage you to listen to these cues. Now there are some instances in which some moms experience a loss of appetite. This could be due to the fact that you might've had a C-section. Often the drugs and discomfort of recovery can lead to an initial loss of appetite. It should return but if it remains and you feel dizzy, sick, or shaky, you should contact your healthcare provider. You may also experience a loss of appetite if you experienced hemorrhaging during birth. This would mean you lost a significant amount of blood, but again it should return and sometimes it can return very intensely. So be sure to listen to those cues and nourish your body. If you are experiencing constipation, this can also lead to a loss of appetite. Makes sense. I would encourage you to resolve this quickly and then your appetite should return. Finally, a traumatic birth experience or postpartum depression can cause a loss of appetite. I am certainly not qualified to help with this, but I would encourage you to lean on those around you and seek some professional advice to work through this. Now let's get into some specific foods that will be beneficial during this time. Fermented foods are going to be a wonderful addition to your meals. Things such as sauerkraut, kimchi, pickled vegetables, and others like that are easy additions. Not only are these wonderful for digestion and nourishing breast milk, they also contain probiotics. So if you were administered antibiotics during your birth, this will help to rebuild your microbiome as well as your babies. Bone broth. Now you'll have noticed this in both the hydration and nourishment episodes. And that's because it just serves double duty. While also being hydrating, bone broth is very nutrient dense. It's full of protein and collagen. You'll also notice it meets our traditional notes of warm, soft, and digestible. Next, we've got nut butters. If you're ever in a pinch feeling ultra hungry and need a quick snack, have that spoonful of nut butter. This can be peanut butter, almond butter, cashew butter, any nut butter of choice. The monounsaturated fats in nut butters are good for steadying energy and blood sugar while providing satiation as we discussed earlier when talking about fats. This is going to be very helpful for new moms as they experience highs and lows from fatigue and hormonal fluctuations. Have you tried Fatso yet? It's my personal favorite as they have salted caramel peanut butter and regular smooth peanut butter with chia seeds, and they have a chocolate peanut butter. I love to use this for energy bites. Highly recommend checking them out. I wish this was sponsored, so Fatso, if you hear this, hit me up. Speaking of chia seeds, chia seeds are a great addition to your diet during this time as well. Once upon a time, I was on my chia seed pudding game, and that was amazing so many flavor combo options which would be a great plan ahead snack for you to make chia seeds are high in fiber which helps to aid digestion high in protein to balance energy and are a good source of calcium which is important for breastfeeding coconut is up again while we chatted about coconut water and hydration coconut flakes coconut meat coconut oil coconut cream are all going to be beneficial during this time as well coconut is rich in healthy fats so nourish breast milk balance blood sugar and provide satiation It's also the richest source in lauric acid which has immune boosting antiviral and antibacterial properties which are going to be amazing for you and breastfed baby root vegetables and squashes are going to be wonderful carbohydrate sources as i mentioned they're easy to roast keep well in the fridge and help to stabilize blood sugar my last suggestions are two that people always turn their noses up at because they're not common but they're really good for you Grass-fed liver is rich in iron, which is needed after birth to replete losses, and is also rich in vitamin A, which helps to support the immune system and promote repair of the mucous membranes in the vaginal canal or the incision of a C-section. You can include liver in your diet by adding it where you might any other protein, doing a liver pate, or you could even do a beef liver pill sprinkled over your food if you really can't stomach the thought of real liver. Lastly, my other suggestion people don't always enjoy is sardines. They are a rich source of DHA, calcium, and D3. Canned sardines are a quick and easy addition to any meal and are also a very good first food for babies, which we'll cover later as well. I would encourage you to try to include these if you can. I was not a fan before, but then we went to Portugal and had sardines, and I loved them, so don't knock it till you try it. Next, I want to talk about some spices to add to your foods. These are warming spices, so staying consistent with our goals. We've got turmeric, ginger, cinnamon, and cardamom. Turmeric is known as a uterotonic, which means it gently stimulates the uterus, helping it return to its pre-pregnancy size. Curcumin is the active compound in turmeric, which gives it its golden color and has powerful anti-inflammatory properties that aid in birth recovery. Ginger we've talked about a bit before, but it helps to improve digestion. I've mentioned digestion a few times throughout this episode, and if you think about the anatomy of pregnancy and birth, there is a lot of movement as organs shift to make room for the baby, And then return to their original place it also has lactogenic properties which helps to support milk supply cinnamon and cardamom also help to warm the body if you were ever victim to the cinnamon challenge like many who grew up in the same era as me then you can attest to just how warming cinnamon can be these warming spices help increase circulation improve digestion and restore energy personally i'll be prepping some cardamom buns because it is one of my favorite treats i've discovered while traveling and just so yummy a good excuse to throw a treat in there so there you have a little snack on nourishing the postpartum period i hope that these tips help inspire you with some ideas on what kinds of meals and snacks you might want to prepare and are a good list to give to your friends and families who are making you some of those meals and snacks as well i'm currently working on some meal plans for the various stages of pregnancy and while i don't have them ready for you yet keep an eye on my instagram for those you can find me at bite size.podcast where i also share some additional information and shareable bits to come hang out you can find me at Bitesize.podcast, where I also share some additional information and shareable bits. So come and hang out. Join the dinner club. Thank you so much for tuning in today, friends. Don't forget to leave us a five star rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast. And in case no one has told you today, you look radishing. Bye. Although I am a certified holistic nutrition consultant, I am not your consultant. The information herein is purely for entertainment and educational purposes only and does not always apply to your specific needs. While I strive to provide you the most up-to-date information about nutrition, this is not a substitute for professional and medical advice and you should definitely speak to your personal healthcare practitioner for advice tailored to you.